All right, let's go. Whoa. Hey, this is the five on five podcast presented by directmusicservice.com and Nukes Hot Sauce. I am Phenom coming to you live from Alaska alongside my Alaska brother, DJ Gray. To my right, coming live from Portland, Oregon, it's Nyla and Jupiter. Make some noise. <laughs> my bottom right here, coming live from sunny, tropical Las Vegas, Nick Lopez. Make sure you get the rest in peace shirts right. And our special guest today, coming to you all the way live from next door to Nick, is Tim Tones. Make some noise. Anyone else that needs to be introduced? Yeah. Is there any? <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, Tim, how are we? How are we living? Good, man. 115 out here today. It's hot as balls. Oh, my God. I don't envy you. We were talking about this before I hopped on. That's Portland-ass weather, but <laughs> Travis corrected me and said no. Hey, we got out of it. We got out of it. We are 65, cloudy, looking oh, like Portland again. That yes. sounds beautiful. That's amazing. It's looking I'm cool like with Portland that. Again. That's about what we got up here in Alaska. Um, You're all we hooded have up. Been, What's up? We've been doing some crazy shit. Shout out to the sponsors here at Alehouse. We've been <laughs> yeah. up here for the last six days, ripping that place apart, playing DMX yeah. Party Up every single night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are back so hard. Um, but that's not hey, why what are you we playing are the, here. Natasha Bedingfield goes off, right? Yo, Natasha goes yeah. off. Yeah, and you, what did you play? Pocketful of sunshine. Yeah, pocketful of sunshine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pocketful of sunshine goes pockets. off up there. It doesn't oh, sound no. like there's a single song that doesn't go off. You, I heard, I, heard, <laughs> I heard a couple boy bands in there. Um, O Town. I could have sworn I heard some O Town being played. <laughs> Definitely heard LFO Summer Girls because I made sure of that last night. <laughs> did, I, did I hear Umbop? <laughs> oh no one played Mbop. We nobody did, we played a lot of free britney yeah. okay that's fair that's fair a lot of no hansen so no free Hansen's. britney has been the biggest moment of the night i have a night. free britney shirt everywhere I, ha I have a shirt everywhere i have a free britney shirt somewhere yeah i have one okay all yeah. right Balenciaga? Yeah, yeah, Balenciaga. Nah, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Hey, Balenciaga. Nobody has gifted me a free Britney Balenciaga shirt. <laughs> the gentleman next to me is wearing a $400 Balenciaga DMX Rest in Peace t-shirt. Yo, can we just like like a pauper sitting next to this gentleman. Can we just give that, that shirt full camera for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out the way real quick, Colin. <laughs> Fashion you show. Colin, you gotta get your hand. There you go. <laughs> That shit is hard. Yeah. That shit is hard. Yeah, that's fire. <laughs> right. That's insane. Uh, little, we'll little time to the Roman numeral on the side. I bet you Spider Tech doesn't have it. <laughs> Call him up. Let's get him on the phone right now. <laughs> Call him up. Uh, what we're here to do today, every day that we do this thing, is a battle between two artists head to head, their top five songs as viewed most popular on Spotify. This week is my pick. Gentlemen, two artists today are Rick James and mm. Childish Gambino. Oh, oh hey. Oh, nice job. Let's oh. get Wait, Nick, 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 he was about to throw up. <laughs> That's a good one. 
<laughs> Neek, initial thoughts. Your picks are always like decades apart. I'm, I'm always like trying to like keep with the time. And so they're like kind of similar. And yours are just like water and oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh, but is it, though? Today, is it though <laughs> i think so i mm. <laughs> I, I but i have a feeling once we get into this i'm gonna find similarities yeah, yeah. i already yeah okay let's Ooh. go round one gentlemen rick james super freak or childish gambino Redbone. starting hey. with our guest tim tones oh i knew it was gonna go this way oh uh, uh, god I mean, I know which one I want to play every night, but you know what I'm saying? You're putting a song that's like fucking 30 years legendary up against a, a new legend, a new possibly, possibly timeless classic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I true. feel like to make a proper assessment, we need Redbone to do like 20 more years of time. Ah, you're going to hate me. Um, like, if I'm going to play something, absolutely Redbone. If I'm going to, like, write a thesis on the two, probably going to go Super Freak. Okay. Because, you know, in a way, like, I see a lot of similarities just uh, personality-wise between uh, Childish Gambino and Rick James. So, you know, Rick James paving the way for a lot of cats. Prince, maybe? Did he pave the way for Prince? Yeah. Hendrix, Hendrix and Rick James equals Prince? Is that is that <laughs> is that like a biochemical yeah. equation right there? I'll take that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm definitely going right now. I'm going to Redbone just because it's newer and I play it all the time. Okay. But Let's pass to our other guest, uh, Grant. What do you got? Oh man, I don't know. If it's the Nick bike edit. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Which one? Yeah, uh, stronger edit. Edit. Got edits of both. Oh, because he's got the Rick James too. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's got the Rick. Yeah, he's got both. See, but if I'm gonna go original though, original, I'd probably go Super Freak. The original Redbone now, especially whenever I hear the original, it feels so slow. Mm. Like it's still good. Like I'll still listen to it. But yeah, definitely for playing. Like if I'm going just OG Redbone, it always just feels like it's a little like. Just I, mm, I'll I'll agree there too. Like I always end up playing like. I have like a, a kind of like dance hall edit of it. And then I obviously yeah. I have the Nick bike one as well. And it's always like one of those two. It's never the original. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, Nick. Um, I love Rick. Super Freak is a monumental song. Yeah. But I hate it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never playing Super Freak in my spare time. Mm. Uh, when I play a funk set, I just, I'm, I'm not that guy. So I'm going with Childish Gambino. But I Ooh. also agree with you guys. I'm, I'm playing Nick Bike Edit over the original, but I'm mm. never playing Super Freak. Um, <laughs> so that's fair. That's fair. Travis and Nyla. Wow. <laughs> I am playing the original Redbone because uh, to me, it feels like a flip of um, Rather Be With You, Bootsy Collins, which I play before Redbone to go into that. So cool. um, I, I, I love Redbone, man. I love that song. Ooh. 
That song. Redbone? I do. I, I, I yeah, fucking love he, the shit he really, out of that song. He's really talking in it. Like, he, he's really saying some shit. Like, when you really peel back the layers of the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, Rick Rick almost got swept on his most famous song. Okay. This That's is going to be though, this... it's his most famous. But song. yo, you got to understand like you're talking with some motherfucking music heads right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, that if we were just entry level like I feel like we'd go with Super Freak. Yeah. Actually, right. I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> Nah, I see. Also yeah. too, like I feel like uh since uh, as a child I heard MC Hammer, uh, Can't mm-hmm. Touch This, yeah. before yeah. Super yeah. Freak. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, yeah. before I really, really, really discovered Rick James the, the correct way, mm-hmm. I had 10 years of hearing Can't Touch That's This. So yeah. I, I feel like that kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. there's a song to ruin Super Freak even more than it does its own song. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Not not the the Migos uh, Super Freak. <laughs> like Super Freak wasn't famous enough. They had to make MC Hammer had to remake Super Freak to be more famous, and it's just like Jesus Christ, let the tune breathe, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, music guys, round two here. Uh, Rick James, give it to me, baby, or Childish Gambino, three thousand and five. We're gonna start with Travis. He's got a little twinkle in his eye. What do you got, Trav? 3005, man. 3005. Oh my God. Nick's said yes, Nick. Oh, no. 3005 is, uh, I think, Amino's best song. Oh, plus the music video, too. Mm. Yeah. He's just chilling on a roller coaster by himself. Let's go. Not beating Rick on this one. Uh, (laughs) This is is the Rick jam, like the big pop song that I fucking am with. Really? Okay. I don't like this one. Oh. Great. Uh, yeah, I don't like this one, especially now, like in the current era, like every time I play it, I'm like, man, this song sounds so aggressive and mm-hmm. rapey. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's a little, it's a little wild to me now, especially. Like, I don't My know, man. Even when I play it at corporate events, I'm like, is this a corporate song? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, but, and then, but then on the flip side, 3005 sounds so pe- so pretty. I always, almost always accidentally play it on the radio and I'm like, oh shit, wait, no, the whole chorus is going to get bleeped out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going 3005. All right, Tim. Uh, I'm going Rick James all day. The uh, <laughs> the horn arrangement is fucking A1. Can I, can I swear on here? Is that okay? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, the horn arrangement is A1 and his vocal phrasing Besides, I do agree with Gray that like the topic, the way it's stated, doesn't really translate to just today's PC culture. But the phrasing on those vocals is top notch. Like I Mm. could, I'm singing the whole first verse in my head right now off top, and it's just (laughs) like, you know, what I'm saying I can hear it. So that record for me, I kind of like that was one of the first ones where I discovered Rick James as Rick James instead of like I said through a Hammer record. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah definitely definitely uh give it to me for that all right that's a tie i will break <laughs> that tie here not because i want to but because i have to i'm gonna go with rick james that just sets the party off through the roof every single those horns bro those horns yeah <laughs> it's true it's true that's so a good. Um, shit. like that shit is heavy <laughs> heavy heavy bro 
Uh, round three, gentlemen, it's going to get a little bit more difficult here. Mary Jane from Rick or Feels Like Summer from Childish Gambino, starting with. Mm. That's a Dang. that's a solid matchup. It is a solid matchup. Um, Rick. Rick. OK. Every time. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, I'm going Rick with that one, too. Feels like summer is a good. I like it, but it always kind of felt like a little more filler. Mary Jane feels like uh, if you play it right, it, it like it'll it'll go. Crazy. Well, especially up here, I guess, whenever we do like 420 festivals and stuff, it's like, yeah, what else, are you you know, set the party off. But and it feels like I like feels like summer is a jam. But again, it just like, I don't know. It never really hit for me. Tim, I love the hook on that song, though. Yeah. yeah. Like easy, easy. Cool. And the Rick song James does all day. Summer. Rick. Rick sure. James all day. Travis. <laughs> like, For yo. those of you that are just listening and not watching, Travis is smoking crack right now. Yeah, wait, wait. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Uh, that's a sweep from Rick. Uh, moving on to round four, gentlemen. Rick James, Fire and Desire versus Childish Gambino. This is America, starting with Greg. <laughs> Definitely not. This is America. <laughs> okay. I hate that song. I hate really that song. okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it felt uh like the video was dope. The concept was dope. I liked it, but it always felt like I don't know. Uh, I I just never hit for me. I never liked it. Okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> fire, fire and desire. Fire and okay. desire for me, Travis. I love this is America, uh, but, <laughs> but fire and desire. Fire and desire is a fucking jam. Fire desire, for lack of a better word, is fire. <laughs> yeah. Tim. Uh, I'm going childish on this one. Okay. This is America. Probably, probably one of the most important records of the past five years. Um. Hmm. And you know, also, too, the acapella was available. I made a mm. dope house at it with it. A lot of people made dope beds with it. So it really yeah. had, like, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be, when you look back at Childish Gambino, that's going to be, like, there's going to be, like, you know, Redbone, this record, and then This Is America. That's You know what I'm saying? He had to make a statement somehow and mm -hmm. definitely irrelevant, however, mm -hmm. you, however you take where he's shooting at. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, some people think he's shooting at like in the country. Some people think he's shooting at like the industry. Some people think he's shooting at both. Um, mm -hmm. So I just think you know, it was it was a brave move and it worked out really well. Yeah, hmm. Nick. Uh, fire and desire. I just I, this this kind of keeps going back to like I love like I like Childish Gambino and his songwriting. But I think about Rick and like the level of musicianship that's going into this, like these songs. And he's like producing everything, writing everything. Um, he's like full blown composing these like smash pop records. I just, mm -hmm. I can't, to me, like um, <laughs> from a non musician. <laughs> <laughs> Like the levels are just different. Like Rick James is just on a higher tier. So like if we're comparing good songs, a Rick James song is just always going to be 
far above yeah. and beyond anything that like a modern like hip hop musician is going to make. But I feel like Donald Glover too has like a hand in all parts of the process as well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this dude is definitely like prolific artist across the board. I don't think he's like picking beats or nothing like that. Like just like, oh, I'll take that one or something like that. But, I believe you have a hand in it. Say, yeah. No, yeah, he's definitely right. sitting in the studio with Ludwig. Right, you know, but he's hey, not making magic. Playing bass. And you're right, you're right. That's love. You know that's, I mean? all like, love. that's all love. Didn't, but didn't he direct the music video? This yeah, he did. Yeah, like I said, like 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 those aspects of it, I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that part of it. I was like all the all the symbolism, all the dancing, all that shit. I was like, that was dope, really dope. Just like, like there is a level of artistry, like not even a level, like there is artistry that's going into yeah. childish Gambino stuff. But I think about like it's it maybe it's a conversation of digital versus analog. Yeah. I just feel like all that's good and fine, but it's still digital music. And Rick James is literally playing instruments and laying down a track mm -hmm. on tape. And I just, to me, that's harder. That's more difficult. That's more impressive. I'm going with Rick. Hmm. I feel okay. you. Uh, round five, gentlemen. We've already decided who's the winner, but we'll still <laughs> run with it anyways. Ghetto Life versus Sober. Let's start with Jupiter. Man, sober. Sober just reminds me of like summer, like yeah. 2010, bro. <laughs> sober. Ghetto, Ghetto Life is a fire song. Um, and you know, even better remake of uh of it with uh Busta that did mm -hmm. it. Um, but sober. Uh great. I'm going sober too. That that song is such a, such a song vibe. is fire. Yeah. In that video, him dancing in the restaurant. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim. Oh, Rick, baby. Classic. <laughs> when I was a young boy. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, bro. <laughs> and he's from Buffalo. I know what that ghetto looks like. Yeah. You know what it looks like? Shit. It does. <laughs> so, props to fucking Rick, man. Props to Rick. Shout out. Neek. Yo, I I know this whole round, it sounds like I'm shitting on Donald Glover. You are. <laughs> so let me let me take my moment to give this man his flowers. I've been following him since his comedy skits on YouTube. Like I am a yeah. fan. And this song is a perfect example of how good he is at making melodies. Yeah. Like, but Rick James is one of the fucking, like, if there was a M Mount Rushmore of funk. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rick's yeah. Rick's face is on it. Got it out. This, this is a perfect example of how to fucking slap the shit out of a bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick James. And we're not even touching, like, like Mary Jane girls, dude. Mm -mm. And all the other right, shit he yeah. did outside of that, like, I was about to and get to not for that. nothing. Like, like I'm a prince who do you head. who do you who do you think wrote all night long? It wasn't the Mary yeah. Jane girl. I'll no. give you a clue. Right. <laughs> hey, Nick, Prince or Rick James? Oh, that's fucked up. So no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not fucked up. I'll say this. My answer. Yo, Rick. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. I'll say this though. Rick. Rick started putting out. A couple things before Prince did. And yes, Prince, and that's what I was going to say. My answer okay. to the question is Prince. 
but I think Prince was doing Rick James better. Okay. Yeah. I think Prince was doing all the things that Rick did first. Okay. Better. So why don't you why don't you give it to the originator? It's because the end product is just. I'm just trying to get you to shit on Prince. I know. (laughs) I can't. I can't because. I will say that I believe that Rick is the originator. Rick started, like, he created, like, the idea of, like, I compose my own music. Well, maybe not the idea of it, but he did it before Prince, where he's like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to create a female super group with uh-huh. my music. Uh-huh. And I'm also going to create yeah. a side band with a lead male vocalist and a whole other band. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he did his thing with, like, his version of the time, which was the do-rags. Right. And, um... Like, I mean, nobody knows about them because they're not very good. Like, they weren't as huge or as right. good, rather, as yeah. Morris. Because it turned out that Morris was actually a fucking genius, too. Morris, so. yeah. And so, yeah, like, Rick did it first. And he did great, obviously, because Rick is amazing. But Prince did Rick fucking far and beyond. He took it to space. Yeah, yo, I mean, I mean, bro. It's like comparing geniuses, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, know, it like for new, sure is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Newton found gravity and Einstein created the atom bomb. Which one had more <laughs> impact? You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's like, it's I like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rick James created that lane for Prince to stand in, but like, yo, Prince, like, the compositional skills and the, like, the, the writing, just, you, bro, you can't get better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get better than that. He's, he's probably true. one of the greatest, like all around. He plays every instrument better than people who. It's always crazy whenever you open hey, up the Prince album. Hey, it's look, like everything Prince. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, yeah, written, directed, and composed <laughs> yeah. by Prince. Uh, no, Prince, Prince didn't have a song with Eddie Murphy though, or did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bold of you so. to say that, having not looked in the vault yet, sir. No, I'm saying, or did he? <laughs> yeah, Travis fired that one off, and somebody holding the vault is like, <laughs> I know. And I'm um, well, I want them to release it. Yeah, I'm definitely not yeah. a Michael hater either. I love me some MJ, but um, I mean, Prince turned down the opportunity to do a song with MJ. Yeah, because he knew Quincy Jones was writing MJ's shit. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones is the man. Like you had a. This is how dope Prince is, man. Because MJ was was him and Quincy Jones. It was the two of them, right? You see, like the whole dynamic there. Obviously, so you got a Pisces and a Virgo going up against one Gemini. That Gemini was like. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he just put so much out, and like the success rate obviously goes to MJ on this. <clears throat> like, even after the Quincy phase, um, like, it was still good. Yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah, I before, feel... like, Mike, yeah, and before. I'm not, yeah, I'm completely <laughs> all the Jackson 5 shit. He's been like... the biggest artist on the planet Earth since. It's the crazy. Yeah. I just feel like collabs like that never happen because that's something that the public wants, but it's something that the artists never really want. Like 
how many times have Jay-Z and Drake collaborated? Like just yeah, like once or twice, right? Right. And they're probably things. It's like it's like yeah, it's like why there's no good super groups, like not that many anyway. It's because it's too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I don't really need this dude to sell records. It's not a good look for me. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm already selling a shit ton of records on my own. Exactly. I feel like like, uh, it's just like us. Go ahead. I feel like Michael Jackson in his career tried to do that because he was so monumental. He was yeah, like the biggest thing on the planet. So like he went with giants and like Stevie wonder, I think we can all agree is one of the greatest musicians in music. He's up yeah. there with these people we're talking about and he did a song with him and like, no, it's not Michael Jackson. It's not beat it or thriller. It's a good song, and he did Paul McCartney. No, yeah, like, it's just friends, though. That, that song yeah, is yeah. fire, though, off of the bad yeah. album. Like, no, and, yeah. and I'm not saying any of these songs are bad, but they're not the biggest songs yeah. on true, true, in true. his catalog. You know what I'm saying? Like, we as heads like these songs, but they're not on his top five on Spotify. Yeah. So a real question. Probably not even his top ten. So, like, is the is the collaboration even – would Bad would have been better – or, no, it, yeah, would Bad would – been better if Prince was on it? I don't think so. Nah, because they have the same audience. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like at the time, yeah. It's like I feel like, and I also feel like, yeah, I feel like Michael Jackson at the time too probably wouldn't have let Prince get as weird as Prince was at that time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It would have been a muted version of Prince on the album. Right, right. My- uh, what about this though? Think about this. So Eddie Van Halen played guitar on "Beat It." Right. If I remember correctly. He wasn't in the video, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Why was he not in the video? I think weren't they on tour? Was the video or somebody or somebody? No, was nobody. Like nobody was in the video playing the guitar with that. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Weren't yeah. they on they tour? Might... <laughs> I, they they, they might have been. I'm gonna look that one up in my free time because that's something I always wondered too. Like, were they trying to like was he on tour? Was it like some type of shade thrown because Van Halen was oh. huge at that time too? Yeah. But that's no, the I, yeah. I don't think there was any shade being thrown on that one. I, I I don't think they were I think they were on tour, right? Yeah, I don't right. think Mike unless like Eddie was like on some like wild Star shit. I, I can't yeah. speak. I don't really know about that genre and like the inner workings and like anything of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know. I feel like Mike was big on collaborating with big artists. I think if if the opportunity came to like put Eddie Van Halen on. Like, hey, this is another huge artist I'm with. He would do it. He would do it. But also, too, like the crossover appeal there too is like I think that's something they would want to capitalize on. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. if that if that collaboration happened today, it would definitely be like a feature, a video, like monumental. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They would somehow they, they would somehow work like you know Eddie playing like rhythm guitar into the mix. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like before right. he did the right. solo. Either. Yeah, Eddie did catch the uh, the amp on fire too in that studio <laughs> session during recording. Oh, yeah, that as well. yeah. Wow. Um, oh, Grant's got to go. Everyone say goodbye to Grant. He's got to go DJ Later, wedding. Grant. Grant. wedding. Love y'all. Flavor, this is Flavor, a lesson in blue collar DJing, working and getting that bag, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and then there were four. I do want to touch on this. I found this out today or yesterday, actually. Superstition from CB Wonder is kind of a cover song. As the story go, as the story goes, CB Wonder heard that Jeff Beck was an admirer of his work prior to the talking book sessions. Wonder was playing just about every instrument on the album and decided to lighten the load by drafting in Jeff Beck, 
who agreed. Beck agreed to play in exchange for a song. However, when the pair were in the studio, Beck came up with the drum beat and Wonder ended up picking up the guitar, after all, and improvising a riff. The duo crafted a rough demo of the song. Wonder allowed Beck to take Superstition as his own. He put out his version of Superstition. And then Barry Gordy encouraged Stevie Wonder to record his own polished version of Superstition, which became Stevie oh. Wonder Superstition. Wow. That just, gave me, that just gave me chills, dude. Barry That's Gordy. Crazy. Barry Gordy heard it for the first time. He's like, wait a minute. That's uh, a jam. <laughs> you were in the session with this? Yeah, yeah. I you know, I, I wrote it and sang it with him. Uh Stevie. Mm-mm. Yeah. We don't get our money yeah. back with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about doing it all. Stevie picked up guitar. Hey, you, you heard all these you heard all these artists re-recording their songs, right? So that they could get their money for their masters. And, and I feel so like Stevie re-recorded superstition, and that's what happened. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I feel like Jeff Beck wouldn't care because he like if you if you do your homework on him, like obviously I'm a guitar player. I've I've done my homework on guitar players. Yeah. So like Jeff Jeff Beck is like like obviously known for being a guitar legend, but on top of that, he's also very well known for like making a bunch of dope shit and just fucking like leaving it in the can. Like be mm. like, nah, we're not gonna do that one. And they're like, yeah. but this shit is amazing. He's like, nah, I don't care. It, that wasn't it. Wow. So I can see that. I can see him be like, you know what, bro? Just release it. I'll get my little like songwriting credit somewhere in the line there. Like, we'll be good. Yeah. So I wonder if he's guys, in the liner note. That's so crazy when you're that Is guy. he in the liner? Uh that I'm not sure of. If you do look on YouTube though, uh, uh Google Nick, you have Jeff Beck's superstition, yeah. Yeah. you can find Jeff Beck's version. So. Oh, Nick's gonna look at Nick's gonna look at the fucking actual album yeah. credits, bro. I know I could do a fucking a Wikipedia real quick, but we got our best guy on the scene here. What do we got, Nick? We got a guy on the scene. We got a guy <laughs> on the scene. Not our best, a but a guy. We're so <laughs> close to <laughs> Nick having our best the guy. library ladder where he just slides <laughs> yeah. across and pulls an album. <laughs> we are so close. We're just a couple crates away from that. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm you might have lost have to get a No, I'm here. I'm down here. Yeah, that library, I've seen it. It's immaculately organized. Like, yeah. It's, uh, I'm it's surprised it's taking them this long to find it because of how organized well, it is. I got to figure out which. <laughs> it's one of three While Nick albums, is doing yeah. that, um, let's ask, uh, gentlemen, what songs did you expect from Rick James or Childish to be on here that weren't? Anything? Uh, man, Freaks and Geek, but I know that that's a kind of like a underground Childish song. But I love mm-hmm. that song. Uh, summertime magic. Um, that's a record I really like. Yeah, summertime magic. Yeah, summertime magic. Yeah, that was a two pack. What it feels like summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I love that one. I still play like that or edits of that. Um, all the time. Oh, cold blooded for Rick James. Yeah, cold blooded. You and I. Yeah. You and I, oh, you um, and I great. standing on the top with the temptations. That's a oh thing. yeah yeah yeah. Um, Ebony eyes with Smokey. Ebony eyes, yeah. Yo, what album is Superstition on? Superstition. I bet, is that the name of the album? No, Intervisions. Inter- uh, one, maybe. Intervisions are songs in the key of life. Maybe yeah, it's one of those for sure. 
Um, it is on Talking Book. Oh, it's on Talking oh, Book. Wow. That's why I'm sitting here we, looking at the wrong albums. We both got fucked up on that one. As music guys, we know. As music guys, we know. As music heads, we know we just fucked up. <laughs> very embarrassed. Forgive me for anybody who's actually gone through this. That's all right. YouTube um, will come. Oh yeah, these are the way. Yeah, well, YouTube will cut us off. It will hit us with that one real quick. Um, superstition. Uh, no, there's. It says I have sax and trumpet by two different artists. Um, recorded at mastering. Who's got the writing credit though? I know. Jeff Beck's I don't. Supposed there's... to have the drum beat on this, according to the interwebs. Oh, Jeff Beck, looking for another pure love, is lead guitar. Ah, okay. Hmm um and i'm trying to see if his name pops up again anywhere else no but the liner notes on here because on the back it's just lyrics and then the liner notes on the inside oh wait here we go writer correct here we go just stevie wonder for superstition wow he must have gave it to him he must have gave it to him yeah he definitely did he must have just gave it to him dang his name is in here for guitar on um uh looking so, for another pure so he got paid in the back end maybe they that's paid crazy him like, maybe they just paid him a chunk but like yo here yeah yeah they must have bought it out right or something i don't know but his his and name is not two, mentioned here plus two like back then bro cats like just did shit just to true. do it true yeah like eric eric clapton on uh my guitar gently weeps yeah. He didn't get paid for that. He just did that because well, of the Beatles. If I remember correctly, Eddie Van Halen wasn't even supposed to be on Beat It. Am I, am I right? No, he was in the studio. Yeah, he just happened and, to be in the studio. That's how that worked out. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. And then uh, I know for, like, if you're Eric Clapton, like, connoisseur, which I kind of am, when he did Derek and the Dominoes in 1970, Dwayne Allman from the Allman Brothers is all over the album. And he actually wrote yep. the riff to Layla. Mm, yep. and I don't think he true. gets credit for that. Like I, I don't think he took any credits for it. They toured. They toured that album, and Dwayne died right after. Yeah, uh, with Derek and the Dominoes, which is is tragic, absolutely fucking tragic, because Dwayne obviously went on to be one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, due to that, what, um, what, what's crazy is like they did an interview around the time that album came out. And like, this is how nonchalant these cats were back then, man. It was like, you know, they were like, how come we didn't label who was doing what on the credits? And Dwayne Allman was like, if you know the difference between a Stratocaster and a Les Paul, you'll know who's playing what. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Probably like one of the biggest moments of his career. And he was just like, hey, it's all good. It's crazy. Wow. There's these little intricacies in music history that just blow my mind. Like. I yeah. found out like a, last year that Lemmy from Motorhead was a guitar tech for Jimi Hendrix when he was on tour. What? And fucking mm. melted my brain. I read that in his autobiography and I was like, no fucking way. So he, he, got, everyone, he got to see God in the flesh. Read for your real. books because you learn so much that's just not on the internet, just random things. Also too um, about Jimmy, listen to this shit about Jimmy. 
I've read his uh, that Electric Lady autobiography a couple times. Yeah. And um, sorry, biography. It's not an autobiography. And Little Rich, he was in Little Rich's band. They fucking kicked him out because he was too good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He was yeah. Little Richard thought that, he, like, how can you show up Little Richard first of all? Second of all, right. Jimi Hendrix was doing it every night apparently. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. wild to me. Totally. So you need to sit your ass down, boy. <laughs> no, he was like, he was like, yo, take that shit somewhere else. Son. Yeah, man. Yeah. And before that, Jimmy was a guitar player in a military band when he was in the army. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yep. <laughs> Fun facts. Let's take it to the lightning round, gentlemen. Tim, we ask you a this or a that. You can tell us as little or as much information as you'd like. Only you are going to be answering these questions. You can keep one artist of the two, starting with Beastie Boys or Run DMC. Run DMC. Mm. Luther or Michael Bolton? Luther. Steely Dan or Gangstar? Wow. Um, <laughs> that was a curveball. Uh, Jesus. I'm telling you, water and vinegar. Uh, ah, Gangstar. Big L or Big Pun? Wow. Okay, in Bronx or Harlem? Um, Big L. The Roots or N.E.R.D.? The Roots, all day. DOS FX or Fushnickens? Mm. Really? <laughs> uh, wow. I'm, I'm going to have to go with who I heard first, Fushnickens. Oh. Nice. The Baby or Low Baby? Say that again? The Baby or Low Baby? Uh, little Baby. Diddy or Rick Ross? Rick Ross. Aerosmith or Bon Jovi? Aerosmith. Shalimar or Cool in the Gang? Cool in the Gang. David Bowie or Queen? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, ah, God, I love them both. I got to go Queen. Okay. Zap or Gap? You mean like Gap Band? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Zap. Zap. Okay. Clips or Mob Deep? Mob Deep. Weekend or Party Next Door? Party Next Door. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Nice. Um, I, I know he doesn't have nearly the catalog, but yo. He's Preach? Oh, my yeah. God. I, I, think, I think Preach blows away half of the Weekend's catalog just itself. <laughs> nice. Okay. Un unpopular opinions all day. I love it. I love it. I like that. Uh, Travis Scott or Future? Oh, Travis Scott. Kendrick or J. Cole? Mm, Kenny. Ah, yeah, 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 Kenny. Yep. <laughs> what's the hold do, up on I that? I do love Cole. What? Okay. I said, what's the hold up on that one? Uh, I mean, I heard Cole in 07, bro, and he was nasty back yeah. then. He's, yeah, you know, Kenny's still a rookie compared to him. But yeah. Kenny, like, bro, that, that Good Kid, Mad City album, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It was on yeah. repeat for, it was on repeat for, like, easily six months. That's fair. Uh, Drake or Dr. Dre? <sighs> that's, that's like apples and oranges again. Uh, I got to go Dre. 
Trick Daddy or Gucci? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go Trick. He loves the kids. (laughs) Weezer or Blink? Weezer or Blink? Yep. Fuck, man. I got to go Blink just because of their first album, which no like mainstream Blink fan really cares about, but it's the best album they ever did. Hmm. ACDC or Guns N' Roses? Ooh. Wow. Uh, ACDC. Okay. Sade or Aaliyah? Bro, these are like, these type of comparisons <laughs> get you haters. <laughs> yep. I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Shade. Shade. Earth, Wind, and Fire or Chic? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Jimi Hendrix or Santana? That's easy. Hendrix all day. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Phil Collins or George Michael? Phil. Phil. Okay. Missy or Busta? Phil is like Phil is like the white bald Rick James dude for white people. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, absolutely serious. I, I like, I like where you're going with that one. Alter, I'll ultimate that. composer sings, writes, plays mm-hmm. the fucking drums. Probably mm-hmm. plays everything else too. You don't, you know. Had a group. Yep, had a group. Mm-hmm. This checks out. I, I like where Check you're going off. with that. Missy or Busta? Ah, uh, Jesus, that's hard. Um, I want to say as a DJ, Missy, as a listener, Busta. Okay. Nick, are we in that slide? You got to pick one, man. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to no, let it fly because we're friends, but like I, I've told so many people. I told I, fucking I, Treasure Fingers he had to do it, so you got to do it. I got, I got to go Busta. Okay. Okay. What about and last um, but not least? Oh, hold on, hold on, Colin. I I, I got one for him. Um, Boys to Men or Jodeci? Wow. Jodeci. You lucked out, Travis. You I lucked did. out. I did. Last but not least, every week we ask it: Outcast or Hall and Oates? Ah, oh, jeez. God. Outcast. Final answer. All right. You survived the lightning round, sir. (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, Tim, tell us about Let's Be Friends. Yeah, man. Okay, so Let's Be Friends is a party that me and my boy M.Coop started back in 2015 in Rochester, New York. And the reason why it started uh, is actually very different from the direction the party eventually took on. Um, so we initially started it because we just wanted to play like new hood records, but there wasn't enough clubs. So we were like, let's just start our own party. We'll call it, let's be friends. So that way, like, you know, if we, if we have to sell it to a venue, who's going to turn down a party name, let's be friends. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So that's how it started was, you know, we would play just whatever at the time, like Migos, whatever it was that was current hip hop. And the more we started doing it, the more we started realizing like our natural like fan base was something different there because we've, we'd always collaborated on music together. Like 
I've known Coop since probably the late 90s. And I've been his DJ when he's rapping for a long time. And then when like, it got to the point where we were like, we got sick of doing hip hop shows. And he was like, yo, let's just do a party, bro. That way we can just, you know, have the stage all night and we can just kind of do what we want. And I was like, okay. And then we started doing it like that. And then we realized that we were getting like the same audiences you know, for the, from the hip hop shows for this party. So we gradually started working in like shit that we, you know, we'd always loved, you know, like all the native tongue classics. And then as the selection movement started to grow, we threw some of that stuff in there as well. We were always playing Jersey though. We always played Jersey. Um, that was kind of like our, our like big highlight of the night was like, we play like the hip hop shit. And then a couple of joints that we were, you know, onto ourselves. And then always Jersey for the hype shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still do a lot of Jersey, like here and there. I feel like people should be releasing more Jersey bounce. That's I definitely absolutely like. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. That's a lane. 100%. That's a lane that like kind of fell by. I don't want to say it fell by the wayside because people still play it, but it needs to be in more sets for sure. Absolutely. Um, so by you know that by that time we kind of had the identity for our party and it was just like, okay, we're just going to play shit that we like, you know? And by that time I've been in the game like 15 years. So I kind of knew how to work a room anyway. So just working the room with shit that you like is obviously way more fun than, you know, playing like a standard format. Um, so in 2017, I met my wife. I was working in Atlantic city a lot. Um, connections through there gave me connections in Vegas. My wife's parents are originally from here. So we moved out here and I was, I told Coop, I was like, listen, we're going to do this party by coastal for, you know, a little bit. And then if you like it out here, I feel like this could be the move doing it out here. Um, he traveled back and forth for like three or four parties while doing parties in New York. And then uh, at the end of 2019, he moved out here. Mm. Mm. We kind of in, this is our home base now. Nice. Love that. And you guys are at 18 bin, right? Yeah, we're at 18 bin right now. Uh, we had a year residency at Commonwealth. Uh, right before shutdown, we, we smashed one on the record. Oh, that's a sad. Yeah, literally the day before shutdown. Never forget it. March 11th. Yeah. March 12th, everything shut down. But uh, we're yeah, looking to. How was to, that party? What's that? How was that last party? Oh, it was amazing. It was our yeah. best one. It was mm-hmm. our best one. Um, just, you know, the team over there on the record is really, I don't, they're really conducive to like lending their space to you. Um, like people, entertainment managers and GMs in general in Vegas, I feel like are very protective of their space. So everything needs to be approved and they need to like it for their venue. Um, Mm. on the record, it was just like a perfect fit. They were mm-hmm. like, we're like, we want to do A, B, C, and D because uh, we feel like this would be best for us. And they're like, we love it. Just we want to do what's best for you. Make the space your own. So say less. Mm. It was a smash. Mm. Nice. I do want to talk to you a little bit about quarantine and the pandemic and all of that. Coming out of that, now you made the pivot to go to Twitch like many other DJs. You decided to go that route. You're playing guitar live on there, which kind of brought a different element that no one else was really fucking with at that moment. You set yourself in your own lane, which kind of led to 
get you some exposure on that element. Um, are you still continuing to stream on Twitch now? I haven't streamed in about <laughs> two to three weeks hmm. because I've, I like, this has been the busiest month I've had in a long time, even before quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just a lot of, a lot of stuff is not big stuff, not casino shit, but like a lot of, a lot of good money is being like handed out right now. So you've got, yeah, you kind of got to right. jump on it and see what's good. But right. so Twitch is kind of like falling by the wayside for a minute, but I do intend like once my schedule settles in, I 1000% am going to be back on it because it's uh it's an invaluable tool just to, you know, promote yourself, really just have people focus on just you. And I feel like um, doing that during quarantine, like DJing in Vegas before quarantine, coming from New York, coming from a place where, you know, I controlled my price. I got the door to the spot. I was, you know, doing, I was running the show and the spot was like a conduit, right? Yeah. And then moving out to Vegas and still getting a little bit of that, uh, you know, through downtown and Commonwealth with my friends, but everything else was very, very structured. This mm-hmm. is the spot you're playing. Be here at this time, play this type of music. It's all clean music tonight. It's this tonight. It's that. So Twitch kind of like. It freed you was, up. It yeah. I was like, wow, I can do whatever the fuck I want here. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And I feel like. It just, it led to opening other doors for me as an artist uh, in terms of like, there's, the, you know, there's different lanes to go in Vegas. You don't have to go the, like the industry route where you're playing, you know, lounges and, you know, what, et cetera, et cetera, trying to get in up top with an agency. You can do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Not to say that like, you don't want, still want to get in and go with an agency as well, because whoever's on your team is obviously helping you. But I feel like I was unbalanced for an amount of time. You know, I like I like the the ease of agency stuff where you're being set up, hopefully to a place that's conducive to you. But I also like being able to control my own hand and like create something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Is you would say let's be friends is 100 percent Tim Tones, your ideal gig. Um, yeah. I mean, if I could do Let's Be Friends, like, every weekend and tour the country with it, I would. And I'm yeah. sure Coop would, I'm sure Coop would tell you the same thing. Like, he's my right-hand man. Everything that I create or everything that he has an idea for that I draw up in Photoshop or whatever, both goes by both of our eyes and is checked in balance by both of us. So it's really, it's truly a collaborative process, you know, regardless of how, like, the creative start point begins. You know, like sometimes I'll come with a design or an idea for an event and he'll be like, yeah, I like that. Let's do this too. Or he'll come through and say, yo, I got this idea for this hat or like whatever. Let's, you know, draw it up. Let's see what happens. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, it's just beautiful, man. Like, it's, a, it's just the fact that, you know, we've been together this long, you know, him being a black kid, me being a white kid, we met through skateboarding and music and just you want a template for like a, a biracial relationship like this is this is it like bro there, there's been days where we've like been like clenched fist yelling at each other over ideas and shit and at the end of the day it's all love so it's like i don't know how much closer you can get to a person than that you know what i'm saying right 
right, right. That's so, dope, man. Just, I don't know. To me, like, the party doesn't exist without him. And that's forever. Like, if he, like, you know, moved to an island somewhere, I, I, I just would, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you jumped through a lot more hurdles throwing this party in Vegas than any other city? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, not only are you competing, because a lot of times it's, you know, DJs that, that bring you stuff. So you're kind of competing with the people that are feeding you, if that makes sense, right? Mm. So it's definitely like a weird delineation because once I got my own space, I have my own vision. Like, I'm like, let me push it as far as I can fucking go. Like, I want like the whole street around that venue to know that Let's Be Friends is the shit. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not, that's not to trample on anyone else. That's just, I feel like, that's how strong I feel about my own product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the hurdles, you know, venue restrictions as far as branding. Um, people that fuck with it and then not fuck with it because they realize it's kind of like in their lane too. Um, or like the affiliations that you have with other people. Uh, so much hurdles. So much hurdles. Mm. Mm. Some days I just yeah. sit here. Some days I just sit at home and like feel defeated about uh pretty much everything related to the party and i have to just like remind myself that you know if you feel defeated the best thing to do is to keep moving because why would you sit in the feeling of defeat you know mm-hmm. so it's real I, I, you know i'm being real with you guys it's not it's not all fucking you know roses and flowers all the time it's definitely like a lot of back end yeah you know coming to terms with people and agreements and like compromising and yeah, that's how it is. I, I think you definitely have a leg up in the fact that a lot of DJs fuck with your vision. And I do want to make sure we give you your flowers yeah. while you're on here because Thank I see you. the videos from the parties and I'm like, yo, everyone is there. Everyone you want to see is in the building. You got Buck on the on, on padding the drums out. You got yeah. Cricket hanging out. You got all, all your mm-hmm. favorite DJs in one building. And it's like, yo, you did this on your own. So big ups to you, sir. While well, we got also you, too, also too, that's true. I did a big up to Cricket because she was initially the person who got me in the Commonwealth. Mm. I was doing the I was doing the party at Velveteen Rabbit. Okay, mm-hmm. so I literally got into Vegas. Was here like maybe three months, and I was like one night I was like, all right, I need to find a spot for the party. So I just started going around downtown venues, going into like ten places, being like, what's your least busiest night? Finally, you know, stopped on Velveteen Rabbit. And I was like, all right, let's do it here. And then did three or four of them there and just networked. Mm-hmm. And then it just, one of those lucky things where they were having turnover, I think, uh, for Nightlife Director at Commonwealth. And Cricket was like, just do your party downstairs when I do Playhouse. And let's let's do that. I was like, say less. Yeah. And uh, she really, she she really pushed me to like, to make it kind of what it turned into. Cause I would be like, yo, you know, certain people want this and that. And she was just like, yo, just don't ask people, just do, do what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so big props to her. She definitely played a big hand in it. That's why, um, you know, she's, when she comes out and she can support when she's not busy doing her own shit, like I feel so yeah. grateful. Um, but yeah, definitely want to want to shout her out big time. Oh yeah, shout out Craig. 
Yeah. Big shout out to Chris. gets the red carpet treatment for real. every fucking event because she has had her hand in helping so many DJs yes. get their footing in yes. Vegas. Um, yes. She yes. is, and I don't think a lot of people really give her credit for this. She is absolutely a pivotal part in the downtown scene and the DJ yeah. community in it. <clears throat> She's yeah. put so many people on, myself included. Tim and so many other people and yes, get our yes. so Crick's absolutely and she's you know she's honest and forthright with you at the same time too like and that's that that kind of thing is just invaluable um out here especially so shout out cricket man yeah shout out love absolutely. you big love big yes. love um we have a lot of listeners that are DJs that are looking to break into Vegas that are all over the place actually give them kind of a rundown of the difference in DJing downtown and DJing on the strip, because I know a lot of people don't really know downtown. They don't know throwing your own party. They just know Omnia CO2 bottle service. And there's so much more to Vegas than just that. Right. And this question goes for the, for the tourists too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's night and day. What else, what else more can you say? Like uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's night and day. Um, you know, the strip is very, very corporate at the same time, you know, it's also very fun. Mm-hmm. They also, you know, they have a lot of venues that are established in certain lanes. And, you know, if you want to hear, you want to see some crazy shit hip hop wise, you can go to Drake's. You might run into, you know, uh, you know, Jeremiah at Dre's after hours just hanging out. Right. So right. like that's what I would say. Like if you're if you're down at the strip, like your chance to run into some celebrities and maybe like brush elbows with them, it's there. Um if you're a DJ, it's a tough spot to get into. Mm-hmm. Tough spot to get into. You need to have you an need agency. to have somebody not even just an agency. You need to have someone that's you know the director at the entertainment director at a nightclub or a spot that really fucks with you um, to get you in there, even if you have an agency, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah. that, that, that's just how it is. Um, but, uh, and, then, and then if you want to compare that to downtown, downtown is still kind of like the same thing. You still have to know your people. Uh, you still have to, there's still entertainment directors. There's still people you got to go through. Uh, you get a little bit more freedom. Um, DJ wise, like I said, throwing your own party. If you you know know that person, you can pitch it correctly. Uh, you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, tourist tourist wise, you know downtown is this. You can walk everywhere. You know it's pretty. It's not too hard to get into a spot. You just gotta wait for a line a little bit. Drinks should be cheaper. I don't know some spots they're not. Yeah, <laughs> but. That's but yeah, overall, I think yeah. the main difference between, you know, strip and downtown is like, like they both have big budgets, but one gives you like that star feel. And then one, it gives you that like, okay, this, this kind of feels like home. Mm-hmm. Like you might see mm-hmm. someone from, you might see your next door neighbor downtown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Now you straddle that line too, because you do uh, play a major part in the, programming over at best friend as your resident dj over there uh yes shout out, to, shout out to mac agency on that one 
Yeah, shout out Eddie Mac. Shout out to Eddie. He pl- he plugged me in there. Um, what it was it like a year before quarantine? Um, you know, we just you know meeting him and just talking about like, and he's such a cool dude because he's a music head. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're talking about boom bap shit, and he's like, "Yo, I'm not really a boom bap head." He's like, "I love the shit," but like, you know, Milo obviously Milo is a legend and works mm-hmm. closely with Eddie. So he can still talk boom bap stuff because he knows Milo. And I think just through talking like that and just seeing him out on the record all the time, um, he was like, yo, why don't you try out Best Friend? And uh, they liked me. It's a good fit. It's kind of like a dream gig in a way, like playing 90s hip hop all night. Not a lot of expectation as far as crowds go because it's a restaurant. People love the vibe. People are coming up to me constantly like, oh my God. Like you can't hear this shit in Vegas anywhere. So Roy, Roy has created um, an environment over there that's very uh, hits the spot for his clientele. Mm-hmm. And he's a super nice dude. Mm. And it doesn't it doesn't hurt that the food is so fucking good over it's, there. My God, food so is good. so bomb. So food is so good there. Food is yeah. so good. I still have yet to try it. Oh, Neek. You haven't eaten I just, there yet. Mm-mm, I haven't been. Oh, that's so good. You gotta. I mean, now that, that things are open. Hey, like, the next time, next time you take a meeting with with Eddie for on the record, make sure he takes you there for the meeting. Let's, let's put go. that out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just come through when I'm DJing there, bro. I'll give you my comp meal. You can try it out. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do that. I mean, I'll make sure you get the usually, best things. Usually, when you're DJing there, I'm DJing somewhere else. But... Facts. Facts. <laughs> his part, right? True. That's how that works. It's it's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm DJing. Yeah. I'm playing best. Uh, let's be friends while he's at best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are two shifts in the night, man. Uh, yo, that's dope. Tim, tell us: uh, Does turntablism still play a role in club DJing? Ooh, that is a good question. Mm. That's a very good question. Um, because I want to say, yeah, it does in a very limited role. Okay. So if you, I, I consider like edit making on the fly and in general, like live mashups i consider that part of turntablism now turntable mm-hmm. turntablism has gone from you know putting labels on records and just making music with records to something mm-hmm. like that is like in outer space now almost to the point where like you see someone like you watch a tracks like winning routine like uh when what year did he win it 96 i think or even craze when he won in like 99 2000 and 01 or was he 98 99 2000 i think that was low year, those years but when he won too, it's like you watch that shit now and you're like, okay, like this is crazy, but it's still, it seems like it's old school now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right, right. And I come from that era, like, you know, Babu and the Beat Junkies, those are my heroes when I started DJing. And that's what I emulated. Um, so I feel like it hasn't left club DJing, but I feel like you need the right club for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're talking Vegas, I, it would work better at a spot like on the record than it would at like, you know, Jewel or Omnia. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I was curious about that because I see 
I see that Four Color Zach is playing in Vegas more, and I know the level of DJing that he brings to it. And I'm yes. wondering if the crowd can even understand what the fuck is actually going right. on during that. So, actually, that's funny you bring that up. I was there, uh, what he played there, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, where was um, that, Marquee? Yeah, he was at Marquee. Uh-huh. He killed it. He killed it. Absolutely killed it. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't like – I mean, he has so many dimensions to his, to his DJing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you know, the, there's Zach, the Red Bull freestyle guy. Right. There's Zach – the Twitch guy, like all these things are very, very different. Yeah. Um, and then I was pleasantly surprised at his marquee set because I was like, you know, everyone knows marquee is, I would say it's more close to a house club than anything else. Unless someone like mustard is there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but he definitely like, he did his thing and he was still clever with everything, but he'd never lost the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So just, Ultimately, just a supremely professional DJ who, who knows his audience at all times. I guess right. that's yeah. that's yeah. like, to me, sticks out like one of the biggest strong points. Yeah. He can he can do a little bit of everything, and he knows when to do it. Like knowing when to execute it is probably the biggest part of the puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was yeah. impressed. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. I do want to pass it over to our guy Nick. We got a lot of questions that we like to ask during every episode. Let me pass to Nick since we're Dang, talking. Dang, we were slipping on the on the segue right there, though. I know we didn't. We, we could have had a better really segue on that one. We could. We've been really killing the. Segue. Go ahead, Travis. Yeah. Tee it up for I, us. I ain't got none. I ain't got none for that one. No, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for you, Colin. Like I was waiting for you, and then I was just going to dig right in. But it, it just didn't present itself. Friend. Speaking Listen, I'm up. I'm up here in Alaska. <laughs> I know. Travis. I know. That's why. That's why I'm letting it go. That's why I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. The sun only goes down for two hours and fucking day up here. Yeah, we're out here. You've been in sunlight for five days straight. With I went to night. a glacier. I fed a two-ton sea lion. I'm just doing Alaska ass shit. I'm four hours behind the East Coast right now. Maybe five hours. Yeah, maybe. Five. Let's pass it to Neek with his question. <laughs> Tim. We've gone to eat. We've we've broke bread together a few times, and we absolutely discussed. So I think we've had a conversation similar to this, but officially on air, if you were to get an endorsement deal by any fast food establishment of your choosing, and you could do the Tim Tones meal at said establishment, a la Travis Scott or BTS or Bad Bunny. What would it be and where would it be? Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> first thing that comes to my head is Taco Bell. <laughs> so a popular choice. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be Taco Bell. What'll be the the Taco Tones meal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Taco, the taco Tones meal. Uh, it would be seasoned beef gordita. Um. Chipotle chicken melt and a Doritos logo taco. Baja blast. Fire. Baja blast. Fire. Baja blast my fucking brains out, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's proper. Oh, man. That's a proper ass meal. 
That's and, the, um, what, what are we doing for the drink? That's, the that's, drink that's what it is, Bob Blast. Blast. Oh, Blast. Yeah, I don't need to talk about it, so I don't know. Is Baja Blast exclusive to yes. Taco Bell? Yes. It's the blue raspberry Mountain Dew, right? It's so good. <laughs> this shit is gross. People, <laughs> it's so good. It is so Mountain good. Mountain gross as it is. I was talking to somebody and they were like, yo, I forgot that Baja Blast is Mountain Dew. And I was up till six in the morning. Like I completely forgot. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was fucking. I remember. Juiced. I want to bring back Code Red. Code Red. Code was Red fun. was all right. It's still here. It's still here. I think they have it on gas stations. Yeah. 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 They, they don't have uh, it on the on the pump anymore, though. There's no way they're doing the the fountain nah. Code Red. No. Nah. No. That's, that's where I saw it. Uh, that's Mountain where I saw Lime it. Wire. Oh really? Shit. Live yeah. Wire. Live Wire. That's what I was into. Live Wire. What flavor is Live Wire? I it's it's Live Wire. I want to say it was like. Orange, lime, it or it was orange one. it was green. It was like a light green, maybe even yellow. So maybe like, uh, okay. Oh, I don't know, okay. man. I was in like eighth, ninth grade when that was a thing. So <laughs> good God, I was like, hey, Tim, that shows fire. Tim, first concert and favorite concert. First concert, um, Smoking Grooves tour, Buster Rhymes, Cypress Hill, Tribe Called Quest, Fuji's. Wow, insane! Wow, uh, Busta was had his Wuha outfit on, mm, big mm-hmm. ass hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tribe had just done Beats, Rhymes, and Life, one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first concert. Favorite concert? Oh god, like there's so many, and like, and shit that I've opened up for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna make this quick and say. Favorite concert was opening up for Slick Rick, uh, with with all the with all the uh, the special stuff added into it, like having a scratch mm-hmm. session with his DJ after the show, um, meeting him personally, like in the green room. Mm-hmm. Damn, such a cool dude, man. Such a, and he's like, it's like meeting a fairy tale character, and you find out everything is true. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking. That's exactly dope. what he is too. That's yeah. We'll, we'll say that. We'll say that. Dang. Are you gonna keep uh, incorporating guitar into the live sets? Like the the more that you're playing out, like if you're traveling yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. As you should. I, I'm always on the lookout for if it's like conducive to that venue, and if so, then yes, I'll do that. That's so absolutely. Dope. Speaking of guitars, absolutely. Tim, when you played our. Um, or one year anniversary for Twitch. Uh, that I did. I threw on the song uh, On The Man by 50 Cent. Yup. You went on a good uh, little guitar riff while I was DJing. Uh, first time I heard on, on The Man was on, I believe it was on Power. It was like a little snippet on Power when I when I first heard it. Love uh, that show. Man, great show, right? Yup. So speaking of shows, Tim. Segway King. Hey, you the like Segway that, don't King. you? Yes. You like it, don't you? Here the we Segway go. Segway King. Tim, we are, sh- we are making our DJ biopic cinematic universe. So in our DJ biopic <laughs> cinematic universe, who is playing Tim Tones? It could be anybody dead or oh, alive. God. A musician or actor, actress, anybody. Uh, fuck, who's playing me? That's such a hard question. 
Um, Jesus, bro. <clears throat> Uh jeez. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Uh I wanna say, uh, can we go like does it have to be a white dude? Nope. No, no, no way. I wanna say. Nas, just because of his role in Belly. Ah, okay. You know. I feel, I feel like, yes. I feel, I feel like, and not just because of the hip hop thing, but I feel like I've seen that movie so many times. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I feel like the character he portrayed in that movie was so much him, mm-hmm. like how he is as a person and as an artist. And I, I just saw a lot of like similarities between like the people he associates with in that movie, the people I've associated with in my life and like how I'm always in these same spots, but I feel like I'm always the one that's like, um, you know, like pulling back or trying to like drop knowledge on someone. Mm. Not that I have, not that I have like so much crazy knowledge to give, but he kind of has that like look first, then leap type of mentality. Yeah, I feel like that would be like me. I like that. That's a good, that's a good pick. Right? Hey, segue so, so, king. Nas, so Nas from Belly. Yes. Perfect. Here's, here's your segue, Kings Travis. You ready? Buckle up, because I'm opening up this question to the entire group. What is your favorite Hype Williams music video? Mm. The intro to Belly. The intro to Belly is the best thing Hype Williams has ever done it. in his fucking Besides, life. besides, besides. Oh, That's okay, easy. Okay. That's very easy. Damn, okay. <laughs> That's very um, easy. Um, favorite hype Williams video. I'm doing a number crunch. I'm cheating. I know. I know what mine is. Let's do it. Uh, more money, more problems. Easy, easy. Oh yeah. I mean, like when he did that video, yeah. that was like, you had, you had three things going on. Uh, that style was brand new. Yeah. Um, everyone loved it. It hit the mark completely, and the timing of it was just impeccable. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was fucking with that jiggy shit exactly at that moment. Yeah, and that's one of the best jiggy videos ever. Yeah, didn't he do feel so good as well? I think so, but feel so good pales in the comparison to most. Oh, it does. Problem. It does. He did warning. Like a- I just found that out. Yeah, diving diving back down into it. Dang, I might have to. I haven't, I haven't looked at Hype Williams' discography, videography in a minute. Videography. Bro, the Wikipedia page is crazy. Because it's like broke down by like year, like by five year blocks. Yeah. He's done so. No, he's a beast. So much. He's done so much. <laughs> That's insane. Yo, yeah, Dang, mine's, his, mine's Busta. Put hey your hands lover. on my eyes, can see. Is it? Yeah, that's a great that's, one. That's a great that's, one. That's, that is a that's a great one too, for sure. Um, man, let's see here. I'm gonna get one. It's it's just insane. Yeah, there's so yeah, many. He did, he did warning, Big Papa. 
Dang. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna do it for the for the impact of what happened during this video. Uh-oh. Nas hate me now. You remember Fire. what happened during that video? The casino, no. the remake? The you remember? Remake? No, the hate me now video. So you remember they had um they had both of them crucified. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Puffy didn't want it the scenes of him being crucified on the video. So when they premiered the video, he was crucified on there. So he ran down to, uh, I believe, was this, somebody's gonna kill me on uh-huh. on YouTube. So you might have to number crush this, Nick. I believe he ran down and, um, and broke into and beat up Steve Stout for that. Cause Steve Stout gave the okay to release the video. Wow. Yeah. I, I felt like wasn't that video like a whole statement about Nas like just kind of cashing in on like the street thing? Yeah. So he was just like, you can you can crucify me all you want, I'm still gonna get this money. Yep. I've had yep. so many so many arguments with hip hop heads over the years, both like backpack and street kids, mm-hmm. where like you know some back people think backpack people think that like you know Nas completely sold out. I got the street friends that are like, yo, no one was fucking with him until he did, you know, Street Dreams. Mm. You're right. Um, no one was fucking with him until he did Hate Me Now. Mm-hmm. So the article I'm reading is saying that um, Puffy did get fired up that MTV aired that version of right. him on the cross. Uh-huh. And he reportedly stormed into the record executive Steve Stout's office and was charged with assaulting him with a chair. There you go. <laughs> a tel- a chair, a tel- a chair, a telephone, and a champagne bottle. Boo! Oh. Guy Puff. threw everything in the room at him. He was like, yo, this bottle of for everyone. Hit him with the crisp. <laughs> Hit him with the crisp. Yo, wasn't that on making the video though? That was a making the video video, wasn't it? It was. It was, I believe. Yeah. So how are you gonna air the wrong video after you're you're like, yo, we're doing it right here? And then Well, I don't I don't think that I don't think that part was shown in the making of the video though. When they were Yo, they were like, We got you, we got something for you. Wait till you see the real video. Right. Yo, what the fuck? Tim, one album stranded on an island. What is that album? Man, that's tough. That's tough. Um, Farside Lab Cabin, California. Oh, let's go. Shout out, Trey. Thanks. Shout out, Sim Clay. Yep. That's good. I am I have no qualms with that. No one said that yet. No. Um Travis, we gotta yes, get sir. this playlist together. Oh yeah, we do gotta get this playlist together. So Tim, check it. We are making our five on five podcast playlist on Spotify. What song do we need to add onto this playlist? That you don't have yet? Yeah, that we don't have. Mm. Party up. <laughs> we don't have that on there. <laughs> I was gonna say well I was gonna say earlier about Party Up it is such a monstrous song 
that it, it has grown its own island in the middle of an ocean. And I never want to visit that island. Right. And it's, so, yeah, it was a non-solicited island. Yes. Nobody asked for this island. Nobody <laughs> nope. asked for it. It grew. Somehow, Nobody's somehow, asking to go to it. <laughs> somehow we get a free tour of it every time we walk into a room. Every single time. <laughs> Yo, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. If you had, if you were forced to play either Be Faithful or Party Up at the top of every oh, hour for man. your DJ set, and you could not wow. explain yourself, which one would you pick? Wow. You could not explain yourself. Wow. Be Faithful. <laughs> Drop. <laughs> oh, man. It might Yo, after this, after the second time, people are heated. People yeah. are heated. Because someone's on the dance floor and they heard bass drop twice. Now you're coming into the fourth hour of playing Be Faithful at the top of every hour. Yeah, but you're coming Yo. into the fourth hour of DMX saying, suck my dick. <laughs> so which one are you going to pick? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Damn. No. that Those are both equally yeah. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day that we're like certain songs just for like, and we worked in nightclubs for like the last ten, decade. Yeah. And we're just like, man, this song just screams first hour of the club. <sighs> and those two songs are just like, fuck, man, those songs, those songs have been old since they came out. Right. Like they came out. Um, I came out. They came out. I was tired of those songs. So, oh, yeah. Man. But there's other DMX but, but songs in the you moment, can play. In the moment, like under the right circumstances, you be feeling those songs. It'll always go over. Yeah, it's, it'll always go over. Yeah. Especially if you're playing Vegas bottle service, that's essentially one big wedding. That's you got true. people from all over the place coming into one zone, and that's the great unifier right there. That DMX, uh, Return of the Mac. Uh, Kid Cudi and Steve Aoki, that thing, all of that. Listen, but I played Cudi and Steve Aoki on Friday, and it went off. Didn't want to play it, but it went off. Out here in Alaska, and it's like it's a brand new release. That's always <laughs> gonna go off. Yeah, You'll I think that's uh, that's moving into be faithful territory. I mean, give it another five yeah. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely is. Stim, Stim, you saw there. You still on the hook though. Yeah, I'm the hook. you still on the hook though. I need oh, a song. Yeah, oh, gotta... song. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> do uh let's do uh let's do let's do jam. Tribe called quests. Okay. Reframes in life. I like it. Fire. Fire. It was Friday afternoon in the middle of June. I love that's it. That's a that's one of my favorite tribe songs. That's great. That's but there's no such thing as a bad tribe song. Dilla did that too. That's all Dilla. No. Um, I want to bring back a question that we've asked previously, and then we're gonna get some info from you and send you on your way because everybody's a working DJ tonight. Yeah. Tim, if you could only have one item from the grocery store, but you have an endless supply of this item for the rest of your life, what is that item? Hmm. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Word to the wise: Do not be practical here. 
It's embarrassing. <laughs> Don't say garbage bags. It's been done. Do not say garbage bags. Hot dog, hot dog relish. The one that mixes the relish and the mustard together. Oh, wow. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It's a good way to end the pot, to be honest with you. Good way to end the pot. I like that. <laughs> no, if, if Nick was wearing a toupee, it would have blown off his head just it now. Sure would have. Sure would have. I didn't Nick, even know that was a thing. I didn't know that existed. So, I mean, there's been many times where, like, uh, it's been late night. You know, there's no sandwich meat or no hot dogs or hamburgers. Hot dog relish on a piece of bread, bro. <laughs> hey. It's so good. Hey. Yo, like that's I, some East Coast shit. That is some East Coast, Coast shit. That is. <laughs> it is. That is raw, East Coast shit. bro. That is. That is. <sighs> Yo, wait, we didn't ask you who's got the best Buffalo wings. We didn't even ask you that. Anywhere in upstate New York, Rochester, Syracuse, or Buffalo, they all have really good wings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Tim, you have, are the the Bills going to get one? I hope so for the Bills. I'm not a Bills Uh, fan, but I hope so. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Because you said hope. So that's all I need to hear. You can move on. <laughs> we're 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 way off the rails today with this. I oh, apologize. Sure. Uh Tim, you have Let's Be Friends, you have your residency at Best Friend. Tell our listeners where they can hear you, what days and what time. All right. So next best friend will be at I mean, sorry. Next uh Let's Be Friends will be at 18 bin first Friday. Um, and then I'm playing at Best Friends actually tonight and this Friday. Mm-hmm. They can find me every Friday at 18 Bin. I'm a resident mm-hmm. there in addition to doing my party. Um, and then everything else right now is kind of like random up in the air. I don't have any solidified spots other than those three things going on. Um, I think I have a guest date at one of PDOT's parties the end of July. I think at the Hickey's and Dry Humps, which I think is on oh, a Wednesday. Sounds amazing. Yeah, P-Dot's the homie. He's part of the Let's Be Friends crew as well. He is. Shout out P-Dot, friend of the show. One of the go-to guys for, uh, you know, Commonwealth and everything Corner Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a homie. I met him doing the party at uh, Commonwealth. And I was, uh, he always plays great selection. So he was, he, for me, he was an easy fit to, to add to the equation. So he, he rocks at every Let's Be Friends in some capacity. Did you ask him, Let's Be Friends? Uh, I didn't say those words, but I did, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, just, that's how you ask. Yeah. That's how you should ask from now on. Yeah, maybe that's how, that's how I'll, I'll bring people into the fold. I'll be like, hey, let's be friends. Let's be friends. Yo, that's the promo. That's the promo right there. We're just yeah. going to cut this whole podcast, and you're just going to get that little clip, and it's just going to be a promo for your night. There's nothing there else. Go. There's no podcast, no nothing. It's just a little promo. Let's go. Let's be, uh, and then we can expect you back on Twitch when we're gonna hold you to it. Yeah, when you are. getting back? Next Monday, I'm doing the gravy train with the homie DJ MP. Uh, he's been doing his gravy train thing since God, since like Twitch started. Yeah. So yeah. always happy to be on that. Um, so you can catch me at 9 p.m. Pacific time on that, and then eventually gonna get Tuesday with Tones back on the air as well. Nice. We'll see if it's going to happen next week. It might be the following week. But, yeah, so look out for that as well. Cool. 
You love to see it. Shout out to MP. MP has the wildest yeah. facial hair. We got to give that guy a shout out. Shout out. He's Yo, got the facial hair. Handlebar. He's got handlebar? the handlebar. Yo, the big handlebar shout be out wild to boy. It looks smooth. Tim, we appreciate you, man. Every <clears throat> week we like to end the podcast with a little bit of words of wisdom, as we do have a lot of upcoming DJs, a lot of upcoming producers. If you could give a little bit of advice, just one sentence, share your wealth of knowledge, let them know. Um, I would say three things. Always keep your end goal and vision in mind. Keep it moving whenever you feel stuck. Because if you quit or if you keep going, it's going to hurt either way. So you might as well keep going. Um, thirdly, be ready to partner with people that have the same vision or that want to fuck with you. Don't, you know, don't turn away working with people because you're scared they'll get outshined. And that's where keep moving comes into play as well. You can work behind someone or in front of someone for so long, but sometimes those roles switch. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, life is just a series of moments correctly lining up, right? Yeah. So you are what you are. If you're an artist, you're always going to do it anyway. Uh, DJ, DJs are artists. You know, they're, they're collage makers. They're, you know vibe creators i hate the word vibe now um your mosaic yes 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 so yeah man just keep your vision in mind keep it moving and be ready to collaborate if you need to hell yeah nice uh tim tones ladies and gentlemen that's dj tim tones that's on all socials right every platform yep we got yep dj tim tones uh tim thank you again for rocking with us for our one-year anniversary we wanted to tell you that in person it's overdue to have you on the podcast we had a great fucking time that day yeah. and we promise you we're so much fun we held true to our promise uh we gotta get we gotta link with you again when we're back in vegas for, real. Um, for sure thank we gotta we you, gotta do like an 18 bins party and and have you bring your guitar and everything and just listen do a big, that's, man. that's already happening we can make we can make all this happen bet Let's Absolutely. Do that. the sooner the sooner the better facts Let's do that. But we got to take a real cheesy picture of all of us and say, let's be friends. <laughs> real yeah. Let's go. Like matching outfits like the Temptations, baby. You know what Ooh, I'm saying? Let's go. go. Here we go. Bring it out. We'll be back uh, next week. And the merch. And the merch. Let's Yo, fire. Fire. That's the <laughs> thumbnail right there. Ooh. The red balloon. Oh, that's dope. Oh, we got, we got the, the fitted, too. Ooh. For the grown men. Yeah. For the men. I love for the that. men. For the adults in the room. The homie. Yo. <laughs> so Dang. we're gonna be we're gonna be putting out uh A-frame snapbacks soon. That's what we between the, the dad hat um sample and the fitted sample, we're gonna do the A-frame snapbacks. Hell yeah. Fire. Hell Fire. yeah. Fire. Well, I definitely need to buy one of those off you. Yeah, I know Travis, Travis will be rocking some. Neek, Neek's a hat guy now. Yeah. I figured out how guy. to wear hats with, with my with my Medusa cut right here. So yeah, you, you, got, the, you uh, got the Jay-Z thing going on. That's yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love All right, it. gents. Uh Tim, thank you again, my man. We appreciate you greatly. Uh we love working with you, linking with you. Yep. Uh we will be back next week with another episode with another surprise special guest. I don't know who it is. I may know who it is. And uh, 
We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Word. Thanks, homies. Thank you. Cheers.